Hello there, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast, where this, as this is your intersection where gaming meets sports, meets comics, meets movies, meets inspiration. And of course, I'm your host, King Von Jr. Of course, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter at 301KingVonJr, on Instagram at MrKingVonJr. You can, also, you can also follow the show's Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm also a social media producer for the Unpopular Review uh, Wrestling Show, Perfect Flex Talk Radio. And of course, I'm going to give I'm going to give my review of, of 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 course this past weekend's BlurCon, as well as Thor: Love and Thunder. Of course, hello everybody. I go of course I go by the name name of King Von Jean for those that are watching uh, live on YouTube. You know, of course, host of the Victorious Ones podcast, and um, you know, of course, I like to give my rundown of a very eventful. Uh, weekend, if you will, you know, what I mean, it was like, especially, especially the, this Saturday was phenomenal, you know, certainly one for the books because, you know, you know, you know of course, first and foremost, uh, you know, of course, sorry about that. Let me slow down. First and foremost, um, I attended my second straight uh, BlurCon event. For those that don't know what BlurCon is, Blurred is, you know, short for Black Nerd, you know, convention, um, you know, convention in, in the DC area. So that's why, you know, when we see the logo, you know, um, the DC and BlurCon is, is capitalized, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, so, so of course this is, you know, the black, um, you know, pr- you know, pretty much like a, a black, a black, you know, a comic convention, if you will. So it's the black version of Comic-Con, if you will. And so, um, you know, like, I, and, and like I said, like I said, uh, th- this year, once again, I was very much impressed just, just like I was last year. Um, you know, anytime I go to a convention, I'm taking plenty and plenty of, um, cosplay pictures. And so, um, you know, like I said, and, and th- especially when it comes to BlurCon, they're like super duper creative and and just like, you know, so much of that stuff, it's just, it just completely, you know, like, a, you know, just on a whole different level in terms of creativity. And, um, you know, of course, the highlight, like, of course, the ultimate highlight for me um, before going off to see the movie was, um, you know, was, of course, uh, Dr. D's wrestling panel. You know what I mean? And of course, of course I shout out to Dr. D and the firm, you know, for, for getting that together. Um, you know, and they had an all-star Hall of Fame panel. Um, you know, of, you know, of course, you know, of course, with the likes of of a uh, fan from Black Wrestling, um, Corey from Wrestling Marks of Excellence, aka the Firm, um, Brian H. Waters from Wrestling Realm, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, of course, of course uh, Janelle from you know Janelle from HR, uh, co-host of of the Jobber Tears podcast, um, you know, as, as well as well as as well as as well as other um, other panelists, you know, such as Amber Rodriguez, um, Larry Legend, you know, I forgot. With the, with the other guys, I'm sorry about that, but um, but like I said, you know, just like overall, like I said, you know, great panel discussion, um, you know, just just talking about you know the, their each of their journeys when it when it comes when it comes to wrestling in terms of you know what they bring to the table and everything like that, and so um, like I said, it was very interactive, uh, very engaging, you know, if, if you will, and so um, you know, like like I said, each year when it comes to BlurCon, um, you know, like I said, even though it's my second straight one, I've never been never been disappointed. Um, and so it was only fitting that right after I came from BlurCon with all those great cosplayers, with all those uh, great content creators and everything like that, it was only fitting that right after that, uh, I went to go see Thor Love and Thunder. And of course, for those that can see in the background, um, you know, it's a really cool uh, Thor picture that I got from AwesomeCon five years ago. You know what I mean? I could not pass that up. And of course, um, you know, for, for those that, be, that may be watching live on YouTube, I'm wearing a Stormbreaker shirt. 
and Stormbreaker was very played a very key role uh, in this movie. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you could say you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, you know, Stormbreaker was feeling you know shades of jealousy, if you will. You know what I mean? You know, j just because of the fact that um, you know that the old flame known as Mjolnir um, made her triumphant return. But like I said, you know, before I get go ahead of myself, when it comes to Thor: Love and Thunder. I would say that this movie um, really, uh, let's, you know, like really took the whole comedy thing um, to a whole nother level. They they certainly, I guess you could say, you know, certainly over to a certain extent, kind of overplayed some of the comic, some of the, like the comedy elements. It's just I'll say it like this: they took with Thor Ragnarok. They took it. It's like Taika did. Taika took what he did, what he had done from Thor Ragnarok, and turned the dial up to like eleven or twelve. You know, spinal spinal tap reference. Um, you know, you know what I mean. So, I mean, like I said, he, he, he took, he, you know, he took that formula from Thor Ragnarok and raised up a whole whole another whole another level. Um, so, I, you know, so, and, and but but the thing about it is that there was there was certainly um, you know certainly huge balance when it came to the, the over over the top comedy. You know, because of the fact that there was going to be you know like like a whole lot of tragedy as well. Um, you know, I think that's that's why they that's why that's why they really tapped even deeper into this comedy element. You know, because of the material that they were going to have. You know, when it came to the more serious element of this movie, and of course, you know, of, um, of course, the movie starts off with um, you know, of course, with Christian Bale's character Gore the God Butcher, um, with his you know, of course, of course, with his daughter um, in, in the desert dying. So he ends up going ends up going to this rainforest. Where he meets, you know, you know, you know, one of those uh, Norse god, you know, one of those gods or whatever, um, and so, uh, you know, so of course, uh, Gore is Gore's Gore seeking refuge, he's seeking help, and so um, he get, you know, after he gets rejected, Gore, ta you know, Gore takes what's called what was like the Necro Sword, and kills him, you know, and he goes on a war war path, and excuse me, you know, goes off to like different universes and different galaxies you know kill, you know killing all these different gods wherever you know and because that's the name of the character gore the god butcher and so um you know so, so of course for those that that read that read the comics you know you know like know what this character is about so it's like no surprise that you know that they were going going to this super deep darker element um of thor's mythos of thor's history and really tapping into that when it comes to the movie um and so and so, and so, so of course in the, in the beginning you know, of course, of course, in the the beginning of the movie, you know, like reveals why Gore's skin turns completely white, uh, completely pale, you know, and everything like that. And so, um, you know, so of course, after that, this is what Korg um, gives his narration. You know, and 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 the the interesting thing about the narration was that he was talking about Thor, at least Odinson, that is, in a past tense. You know, and, and and it really gave gave the audience this, you know, the, I guess the, this feeling, this belief that um, Korg was speaking as if Thor um, had died in battle. And, they, you know, and, and of course, and, and then eventually like years later, you know, he was, he was just telling the tale of Thor's greatness and everything like that. So, um, you know, so, so, so of course, uh, in, in, the, in that aspect, I was, you know, kind of curious, but. Then the same, but then again, at the same time, I figured that that there was no no way that they're going to let Thor die, you know, because there's some there's still more material that you could get out of this character, and um, so you know, so so of course, I you know, after the after the beginning of the movie, 
is you know at least after that that part is like you know super duper dark and really really grim um by the by the time we by the time we get to korg uh you know like um you know sorry about that but by the time we get to korg you already know that they're really going to lighten up the mood the mood of the film so it starts off with thor and battle with the guardians of the galaxy and you know you know well you know actually actually you know first and foremost as um as korg is given the narration they show thor exercising training to get all that fat off him that you know that um, that, that, he, that he had from endgame and so you know so, so so of course with that fa- fast forward they show him they show him in the battle with the guardians of the galaxy and, and the thing is i was hearing that that um you know even, even going going even going to this movie going of course even going into this movie i, I was hearing stuff about how the guardians of the galaxy you know would, would make a quick appearance in this movie you know at least in the beginning and then go you know of course go the uh, go their separate ways and obviously they did that um and so you know you know means and, 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 um, and of course of course after that after the, you know after, after thor saves you know like um you know like you know after, after thor's you know um, you know say you know save somebody's planet or whatever um he's he's gifted with these goats and so the goats are certainly like the comedy element and their screams are unbelievable you know what i mean like you know what i mean it's something that like something that i never heard that it's, it's like they scream on on cue or not on cue you know it's like for no reason like you know what i mean that's when they really heavily play into more of that comedy element um and so you know it's, so, so of course i figure i'm not really gonna be giving up you know too many spoilers because of the fact that um the movie's been out for roughly a week now at this point um you know what i mean so i'm mean, like i said just just giving a heads up but um uh, you know of, you know of course of course of course of course with that um not you know like i said, like I said in, in the beginning not, not only do we go from a, you know from a darker element to you know to, to you know to, to more of a com- to more of a comedy element eventually you know of, of course of course eventually we go back to you know um of course eventually we go back to more um you know more somber more tragic type type of element you know because because of the fact that um obviously obviously as we all know now Natalie Portman returns as Jane Foster and so going to this movie with all the previews obviously the you know obviously obviously Jane Jane Foster becomes Lady Thor and for those that know about the Lady Thor storyline obviously you know there's going to be a lot of there's really going to be a tragic thing so 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 the thing is I already knew ahead of time uh what her fate was going to be um and so when they you know of, of, you know so of course uh in this of course in this movie in this movie when they tra- when they transition to the you know they when they tra- when they transition to Jane Foster which you know well of, of course where she's where she's not where, she, where she's in the hospital and she uh, and of course she um, she has like an IV drip in her arm and um, you know of course not only that but, but they also show her going going you know not not only that but of course they also show her um going uh, going through chemo and so, like, like I said, you know, for anybody who's familiar with, um, you know, anybody's f- familiar with the lady, the Lady Thor storyline, you already know um, that as she's fighting as 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 Thor, her cancer weakens and weakens, and so it's like I say it like this: as she's saving other people's lives, she's losing her own life. As she as she's saving the world, saving other people. Um, her life, her health is being ravaged more and more as she's in that Lady Thor uh, form. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, so pretty, so pretty much at least that part, I, you know, I've just about summarized already. So, um, you know what I mean? So, you know, so, so, so really all, all in all, this was a team up of Thor and Lady Thor, as well as Valkyrie, by the way. Um, and so with this, obviously in game, we, we have seen, you know, like, you know, sorry, let me slow, let me slow down. Obviously in game, we have seen where Thor had, um, relocated all the Asgardians to somewhere like in Nor Norway or whatever. And so um, the main thing was that Gore had um, destroyed the town and captured all the children. And so it was up to Thor, Lady Thor and Valkyrie to rescue them. But at the same time, they need, they needed reinforcements. You know what I mean? They, they, they looked, they looked, you know, they, they were looking all you know, like pretty much searching all over the place um, to, um, sorry about that. Um, to you know, they were searching all all over the place to look for help from you know, for, you know, for, you know, from like you know, from like Greek gods, you know, and everything like that, Norse mythology, whatever. So eventually, um, they meet, you know, so so eventually, um, they arrive to Mount Olympus, and this is where they meet Zeus, and this is of course where where, where Russell Crowe comes to the picture, and so I could tell Russell Crowe definitely let himself go. He, let himself go it's a long way from um you know from, from who from who he was in gladiator you know what i mean so you know so that's that's like what 20 22 like a 22 year difference and so i'm like man you know it's drastically different and so and you know so so initially in the previews zeus would be seen as comic relief which he was to an extent but at the same time you know like with 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 the way that character was i was like this this was a huge turnoff you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I mean, Zeus might as well might as well have been a villain in and of himself. You know what I mean? And, 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 and like I said, and it just just the way just the way that um, he berated Thor, and you know, pre, you know, pretty much in, in so many different ways, just about emasculating him. I, 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 of course, obviously in um, in the trailer, they show him zapping Thor to the to the point where he, you know, to the point where he completely zaps um, Thor's clothes off, or whatever. You know what I mean? And so. Um, and you know, and pretty much just you know, just, you know, just, just, like I said, just berating him and tell you know, and tell him that tell him that he's not going to help him, and everything like that. And so this is where um, Thor's team steps in and takes Zeus's lightning bolt. You know, you know, what watch you you know, first and foremost, Zeus gets shot down. They end up taking his lightning bolt, and they go about their way, and and, and, and of course use use that as their secret as their secret weapon. Um, against Gore, but you know, but, but you know, but of course, you know, but of course, speaking of uh, Stormbreaker, as I said on the, you know, in, in the in the in the um, in the onset, in the, uh, at least in the beginning of this review, we see, you know, see that there's a very contentious relationship between Thor and Stormbreaker, you know, be, be, you know, because of because of Mjolnir's return, and um, you know, so, you know so, but you know, but like I said, like I said, but let me slow down. At the same time, Stormbreaker certainly played a very critical critical role because of the fact that Stormbreakers used to go, you know, to use Stormbreakers used to open up, to open up the Bifrost and you know and, and go go across different galaxies and everything like that. I mean, but you know, but even with or without Stormbreakers, Thor still able to use Thor still able to um still able to access the Bifrost, and so um you know what I mean. So so so, so you know, I, I say it like this um. I, I said, all right, then we slow down. I said, like I said, you know, I'll say, I'll say like this: this, this movie was a combination of the Gore the God Butcher storyline as well as the Lady Thor storyline, and 
with you know, like I said, you know, with with, with that being said, I, I'll say it like this: I'm glad that they didn't tap into the Doctor Strange multiverse aspect of it, um, where Jane Foster is like a variant, um, you know. But but you know, but but instead, but instead, they use the main timelines version of Jane Foster, where she be, where she becomes Lady Thor, in in you know, of course, in order to save the world, save the universe, even while her health. Um, is declining rapidly, all, you know, all throughout the movie, um, and so, and, if, 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 and and I'll say like this: another thing about this movie is that there was no traces of Loki at all. Loki was nowhere near this film. Well, actually, the only time that they made any type of Loki reference was in the beginning when they had that play where they reenacted um, that scene from Thor Ragnarok when Hela arrives. And by the way, shout out uh, to Matt Damon as Loki. Uh, shout out to Melissa McCarthy as, um, you know, of course, some shout out to Melissa, Mel- Melissa McCarthy um, as Hella. You know what I mean? So, you know, so of course, and of course like, you know, like, like I said, much, much like in Ragnarok, um, this movie has a way of making fun of itself. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, but, you know, but it's, it's, you know, of course, as far as that. And, um, I, you know, I guess I'm, you know, I guess it's not too much for me to, to not too much, for, you know, for me to really like super that. Di- dive into as much um but uh, you know other than the fact that in the final battle um they all go up against score and the th- and the thing is the one thing i one thing i like about this is when is when it comes to cinematography I, one thing i like about it is that um when it's time to fight uh, when, it's, when it's time to fight gore i like how everything turns black and white you know what i mean like you know because because of the fact that they're because of the fact that they're that they're in his territory um in his domain and so it just matches that, you know, just just matches that theme, just matches that darker tone, that more uh, tragic tone, if you will. And so, um, and and of course, another thing that they tap into is like, you know, all you know, all these different sort of like celestial um, cosmic characters that are in the comics, such as the Celestials themselves, Eternity, you know, and, and of course, you know, of course, for those that are familiar with the infinity gauntlet storyline there's literally a, a character named eternity where you know where you know where, where all you see through them are you know all you see, where all you see are just 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 nothing but you know just 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 nothing but like the galaxy nothing but stars nothing but you know planets and everything like that so you know you're all you all you see is just you know really just, just nothing there's nothing but orbit if if you will and so um so that so that character, uh, you know, eventually play you know plays a very very critical um, role at the at the very end where, um, you know you know you know of course you know of course um, as you know as um, as Gore's char- as Gore's character is dying after um, after you know of course after Jane had died, um, <laughs> Gore pleads with Eternity I guess you know one, one last time or whatever. So um, at, you know, of course as, as he's dying. Um, his his daughter arrives, and so later on, Thor, you know, go, you know, goes on to adopt uh, Gore's daughter, which I never knew about in the comics. I guess this might might have been something that Taika decided, you know, decided to add himself, you know, like I guess like an extra twist. And you know, of course, you know, of course, at the at the end, that's when they bring in the, you know, of course they uh, uh, mention, you know, of course, the title Love and Thunder or whatever, um, you know. But you know, but, but like, like I said, overall, between this and Doctor Strange two. I would definitely take this movie. However, when it comes to 
ranking of course you know when it comes to ranking thor's movies obviously thor is the first and only avenger so far that you know that um that, you know well, actually, you know, actually, you know first um you know i, I would say like this thor thor's thor's the first and only avenger to ever have four movies four solo movies iron man never had four movies cap never had four movies thor who's probably like the least likely to go this far ends up having four movies so with that being said when it's time you know when it's, with that being said um when i have to rank the thor movies i'll say it like this ragnarok is still number one love and thunder number two the first thor number three and dark world and number four so that's my order of best thor movies at least in my estimation so ragnarok I would say had the better plot. I think there was more substance behind it, no matter how comical it was. Um, I would say like this, Ragnarok hit the comedic spots better than Love and Thunder. And it knew when to turn the comedy on and when to turn it off, uh, when to turn the comedy on and when to turn it off better um, slightly than than Love and Thunder did. But at the same time, you know, you know, but, but, but at the same time, I, I still... Um, watched the movie with that excitement and also left out with that excitement, especially when, especially when we were greeted with that Easter egg of Zeus introducing his son Hercules. And for those that are familiar with the comics, you already know that Hercules is a very critical figure in Thor's storyline. And, um, you know, and pretty much they have, a, they have their own sort of rivalry, if you if you will, um, a battle to see who's tr- who's truly the strongest. They've had an arm wrestling match, you know, I mean, all, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, like they, they you know, they, it's like they, they've even had like an ongoing battle similar to how Thor has had ongoing battles with the Hulk. You know, I mean, that, you know, you know, like when it comes when it comes to things like that. And so, um, you know, it's like, you know, some, I'm very curious to see how they're going to tap into that part. And also. Um, still no uh, reference to Beta Ray Bill, you know. Some, so I guess maybe in the next Thor movie, whatever they're gonna do with Thor, um, you know. Of course, you know, of course, even though in that very, very last uh, post credit scene, it just said Thor will return. So maybe in the next one, not only will, not only will they introduce Hercules, hopefully they'll finally introduce Beta, Beta Ray Bill because of the fact that um, ever since Ragnarok, they've teased that character. Because of the fact that he was one of um, the, you know, because of the fact that he's, he's, I mean, because of the fact that he's one of uh, one of the Grandmasters uh, co- um, champions from the contest of champions, along with Hulk, along with Man Thing, you know, what I mean, better, better Ray Bill's head is right is right up there. So it's just like there's no way that you can continue to ignore that critical part um, of Thor's lineage any longer. You know what I mean? And so, um, with, you know, like. And, and, I'll say like and another thing when it comes to this movie um, is that much like Phase Four Marvel, uh, you don't really see too much of the seeds being planted for the future. Now, of course, I already know that I mean you know that they're eventually on Disney Plus they're gonna have a secret in, secret invasion series, you know. But but the thing is, when it comes to the movies, they're not really planting like any major uh seeds to secret you know at least to you know to, to like the, to the next 
big, huge, major event, which would be Secret Wars. And I've and the things I've talked about that before. Um, and the, you know, of course, I've talked talked about talked about that before um, in my Doctor Strange two review. And so, with, you know, with, with this, that you know, like I, I say, like I feel like they're focusing more so on Thor's main storyline in the future rather than any type you know you know rather than any, any type of easter egg that that could you know, that, that could reference you know like I said, the, the next huge event or or whatever um and also um you know like re, you know re, really just when it comes to when, like I said, pretty much when it comes like i said you know of course when it comes to phase four itself period um there's a lack of foundation there's a lack of steady and stable clear cut clear cut direction compared to phases one two and three because of the fact that um the main captains the real grown-ups of the room if you will are gone you know they're dead you know um or retired whatever you know what i mean um you know of, you know of course case in point tony and steve you know what I mean? Uh, Iron Man, Captain. You know Iron Man, Captain America. You know, obviously, in my estimation, Civil War is one of my all-time favorite um, MCU movies. You know, be, be, you know because of the clash deals between Iron Man and Cap. You know what I mean? And so they were the figureheads. The fact that they had that that movie might as well have been Avengers two point five. You know, but you know because because it was a great great setup to what would unfold with Infinity War because of the fact that the Avengers broke up. Um, during that time, and so and, and the thing is that they wouldn't get re, they wouldn't get they wouldn't get they wouldn't get re, they wouldn't get reunited until um, you know un, until after they lost to Thanos, and so um, so you know so, so I, you know like, like I said you know like I said when it when it came to let me slow down um, when it came to phases one two and three what made those so great is the fact that that you had that wisdom that you had guys that were leaders that were teachers. You know, you know, you know, got you know, got guys that had um, a greater sense of mature, greater sense of maturity, a greater sense of identity of who they were as leaders, and so they were, you know, they were the co-captains, the quarterbacks, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like like I said, they were they were head and shoulders, unquestioned leaders in so many different ways, and they were the foundations of the Avengers, and with both of them being gone. Um, now, you know, pretty, you know, pretty much the only leadership that you have are, um, of are, you know, are from kids in this movie, as well as guys that are just lack of a better word, excuse the expression, just straight up idiots like Thor, you know, even though Thor is a senior member of the Avengers when the founding members, but at the same time, you know, as powerful as he is, he doesn't have, you know, like he lacks that level of seniority when it comes to leadership when it comes to how you carry yourself when it comes to that wisdom he lacks that even though he's more than 1500 years old there's still a lot of immature things that he does and not saying that tony was perfect but at the same time him and steve had a very strong sense of wisdom it's like when you saw them you knew things were going to be fine. As long as they were on that team, as long as they were on, in your corner, you knew everything's going to be all right. Um, eventually, we're going to end up winning. You know, um, even though we took that L against Thanos, 
but at the same time, things, you know, at, at the same time, at the end of the day, we know there's going to be a turnaround. And even Natasha, to an extent, you know, um, was a leader in her in her own right. And so now she's gone. So now all three of them are gone. Bruce is, you know, pretty much all but retired just about. Um, Clint, a.k.a. Hawkeye, he's retired. And so now he's pa- passed the torch over to Kate Bishop. Um, and so when you look at that original OG Avengers class, you know, They've all, you know, like you know, like everything's, you know, pretty much um, dissolved. You know, whether whether they've died or stepped away and retired, you know, that kind of thing. And so Thor's the only one that's left. It's not a knock on Thor, not not a shade on him at all or whatever. But at this, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, um, you don't really feel that same sense of anticipation for what's for what lies ahead like i said and the fact that thor is the last of, them of you know the the last of a literal dying breed excuse the expression um you know it's you know it's, it's just like you know like you know but but you know but I'll, I'll say like this i certainly i certainly enjoyed the movie but this but at the same time you know um when you compare thor's leadership consistently to that of tony and steve it's not even a match, you know. Um, now, granted, Thor was certainly, uh, you know, Thor, Thor was certainly a great leader when it when it um, uh, when it came to Ragnarok, when it came to rescuing rescuing the rescue rescuing the Asgardians from you know from you know from, sorry about that. Um, I say like this: when it came to Ragnarok, he was certainly a better leader. When it, you know, of course, when of course when it, of course when it came to rescuing uh, the As- Asgardians from. Um, you know, you know, from being slaughtered. You know, the when it came to rescuing the Asgardians from being slaughtered by Hela. So in that sense, I would say he was a better leader in that. But with this, I feel you know, like I say, as much as as much as much I love the comedy, um, it was great. Don't get me wrong, it was excellent. The soundtrack was phenomenal. But I think when when it came to substance, when it came to um, the better plot, I'll certainly give the edge to Ragnarok. But like you know, but, but but overall, just when it came to enjoyment, when it came to just entertainment, I love this movie, you know. Um, and so, you know, you know, like I said, you know, I say it like this: um, as long as you take away the comparison of Ragnarok, this movie has a way of standing on its own. And not only that, but this is actually the come to find out, this is actually like the highest grossing Thor movie of all time. And that says a lot considering fact considering the fact that well not the highest grossing movie, but I'll say like this, the highest grossing movie when it came to opening weekend. When it came when it came to opening weekend, this was the highest grossing Thor movie of all time. That says a lot considering the fact that Ragnarok itself um made like 854 million. And that's the you know like the highest mark of any Thor movie at all period. So the fact that they were you know the fact that they were a shade that they were a shade or two under a billion um, when it came to that movie, like I said, that, that's incredible. That speaks volumes. But um, you know, like I said, you know, like so, you know, overall, um, I enjoyed it. I probably give it about three point five out of five. Um, you know, I, I give it about seven point five out of ten, if not eight out of ten. Um, you know, you know, for, for, you know, like I said, for one, it was certainly better than multi, you know, the multiverse of mid, 
you know, uh, you know, honestly, for me, you know, as, as, but you know, but but like, I said, but like I said, overall, I want, I certainly want to see more when it came, when it came to just phase four's direction, and so far, you know, like I says, you know, so far, you know, so far, so far, phase phase four, you know, everything is just in its in its own separate path is in its own, you know, own separate, you know, kind of like direction, you know, like nobody really knows what else to really do with it. Um, you know, you know what I mean? But, you know, but like I said, you know, I think overall, overall, because, because of the fact, you know, like, I think, honestly, just the atmosphere for me, um, for this movie was better because of the fact, because of the fact that this was open the weekend, I just came from a convention. So I was still, you know, sort of like on that, um, you know, so, you know, I was still, you know, still very much on that, on, I'll say like that, you know, pretty much on that comic cloud nine if you will you know what i mean just coming off that excitement so um and this is a, gr- a great way to end that night you know um you know like you know pr- you know pr- pretty like i said you know pr- pretty much um the movie the movie itself was enjoyable um it was very solid as a way of stand standing on its own um will it doesn't make my mcu top 10 not quite uh it's about a shade below that and so I still have to still have to um, you know really take time to evaluate that, you know. And so uh, of course, when it comes to Phase Four so far, No Way Home hands down is still the top of the top when it when it comes to Phase Four. You know, what I mean, it's like no, it's No Way Home, and then pretty much everybody else. It's No Way Home, uh, Love and Thunder, Shang Chi, you know. You know, I guess some people might might want to flip it around, um, but like I said, you know, either way, No Way Home is number one. Um, and and, and if, like I said, if, like I said, No Way Home is number one. You could say Shane Chi number two, Love and Thunder number Love and Thunder number three. You could you could pretty much like vice versa. Um, and it's, it's certainly after that, it's just like not too much to write out write 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 home about. You know, because of how horrible Eternals was. You know, Doctor Strange two was just all different levels of weird can't really describe it um you know so pretty you know pretty, like i said you know like like so like i said like overall um i certainly certainly enjoyed myself as long like my thing is as long as you uh take away you know like, take away the, the comparisons to ragnarok and and um in the other movies i said it was pretty fun you know and, and of course i was glad to uh carry mjolnir inside and also of course also at BlurCon, shout out to this artist named terry huddleston um i you know I, and the thing and the thing is he the funny thing about it is that he just designed uh just he just did this did this design like like the like um like the week going going into uh BlurCon, and shout out to him for this really cool um drawing of thor from love and thunder and so i was very proud of that had my um you know and, and, and of course that weekend going to the movie um i had my thor ragnarok led zeppelin shirt got a lot of compliments on it um i had mjolnir you know what i mean so initially initially going going to uh going to the blur going into blur con this year if the car if i play my cards right if you know if it was in the cards for me to do so i would have cosplayed as thor from infinity war all black um without the sleeves you know what I mean, and, 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 and of course with that, and just carry Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, I'll get later. 
Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, so like I said, initially that, that would have been, um, that, that would have been, that would have, that would have been my cosplay for BlurCon. Of course, I cosplay as Spider-Man for Awesome Con. So BlurCon, um, I was going to do Thor maybe next year. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, but, but you know, but, um, but, but like I said, overall, my experience that weekend was phenomenal. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I say, over, over the weekend overall, I was certainly given an A plus. So, so like you know, so really that that was my review. That was my review of, of Thor: Love and Thunder, and my rundown of BlurCon. I also like to tell you about Anchor. It is an app that is an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute your podcast to different platforms, from so Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you anywhere you want. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. And of course, uh, if, of course, for this week's birthdays, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna say, um, of course, on July 11th, actually, uh, Big Swole turned 33. Happy belated birthday to her. Of course, uh, on July 11th, rap legend Lil Kim turned 48. On July 12th, of course, the Beast himself, Brock Lesnar, turned 45. Hurricane himself, Shane Helms, turned 48. On July 12th as well. On July 13th, movie icon. Han Solo, Indiana Jones himself, Harrison Ford turned eighty on July thirteenth. Uh, of, of course, uh, of course, uh, DX and NWO's, NWO's own Sean Waltman, aka One Two Three Kid, aka Six, aka X Pac, turns fifty on July fourteenth. Charlie Arnold, or formerly known as Charlie Caruso, turns thirty-five on July fourteenth. Jeff Jarrett turns fifty-five, and of course, on July July fourteenth, Bully Ray turns fifty-one. Before I go, I would like to I would like to give a word of wisdom. Wherever God promised, He will perform. No matter what your challenges are, remember that God has a plan for your life. You're victorious because greater is He that's in you than He that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in the last place. Make sure to listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iTunes. Thank you very much for listening.